Before we get started on Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine, we'd like to tell you about the Miracle Moments Luncheon to benefit Easter Seals UCP Port Health. Earfluence, which produces this podcast, is a proud sponsor, and we'd like you to join us May 1st, 2024 at 1130 Eastern Time at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary. This event helps raise funds and awareness for the life-changing direct services provided to more than 40,000 children, adults, and families living with disabilities, mental health, and substance challenges so they can live their best lives. We'll put more information on Easter Seals and the luncheon in the show notes, but again, that's Wednesday, May 1st at 1130 at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary, and we hope to see you there. Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batched bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit oldraleydistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. He thinks comedy's going to be what saves us, you know, in a world where we're in peril and strife. Um, and as emotional and sensitive and broken as our country is, that comics are going to be the one who bring us back together and save us. You have to be able to laugh yeah. at yourself or laugh at all. Everybody needs know? to laugh. We yeah. all, that was part of what we needed during the pandemic. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm host Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball, from living our lives and having conversations in our city. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. So this podcast is where we give you inside access to the behind-the-scenes scoop, things that were too hot to print or too much to fit in the magazine, basically what's left on the editing room floor. So let's dive into the newest issue. With me today is Editor-in-Chief Melissa Housem, and we're talking about Raleigh Magazine's exclusive reveal of where Good Night's Comedy Club will move temporarily and permanently when the curtain drops after nearly 40 years on West Morgan Street. Melissa, while the owners have been tight-lipped about the move, speculation has been rampant. Oh, yeah. We have heard all kinds of rumors from it's shuttering completely, never to be seen or heard from again, to the fact that it would, like, be shipped out of Raleigh to maybe it would be moving into two, to new modern digs in the 400H Tower on Hillsborough Street. Uh, but we can tell you absolutely none of that is true. So before we let the cat out of the bag, <laughs> let's back up and explain how this all got started. So in March of 2021, HM Partners announced that it's purchasing the three acres that Goodnight's Comedy Club property at 865 West Morgan. Yeah, so they're building a mixed-use development called 865 Morgan. It'll have 400 apartments, 9,000 square feet of ground-level retail restaurants, about, you know, seven or eight stories tall. This is nestled between Irregardless and Trophy. If you listen to us, you know, we just actually talked about that area. We talked about the bend. We had a reveal there. And so we, when we did this story, when we broke this a year ago, um, it's it's just interesting because it's like, pushing good nights out of an area that we now know is coming up. But 
there was an immediate outcry. I mean, <laughs> the outcry over the loss of good nights. Laugh lovers went nuts. And <laughs> yeah. They thought it was closing. Um, we were able pretty quickly to talk to HM's managing partner, Greg Sanruder, that he and he assured us that good nights would be in Raleigh for a long time to come. He couldn't tell me much more than that. And Helium was pretty quiet about it. We did share that news in the March issue last year. But I think people mm-hmm. were still weren't sure. Everywhere I went, someone asked me, where is it going? Even our podcast producer, Jason, has asked me at every taping <laughs> um, if I had any more, if I was ready to do a podcast on where Good Nights was going. I have to admit, I became a little obsessed. A little. I was determined Raleigh Magazine was going to get this story. Yeah, I mean, a little is a little bit of an understatement, but you you are not to be blamed. Like, first of all, kudos to you because you landed this story, and it's amazing. And you had every right to be obsessed. I mean, this is a huge deal. During the time between March 2021 and now, where we know that Good Nights is being forced out of their Morgan Street home, we got pitched every which way but Sunday, like whether it's comedians saying that they, you know, felt kind of homeless and they wanted the community to know where they could be seen and heard, um, to the rumor mill of where it might be going. I mean, there was so much interest in this, and, like, we really wanted it. And you made it happen. Um, but it's it's understandable from a, the historic standpoint, too. I mean, this is a club that opened in 1983. It's about to be 40 years old. And it's a laugh house that has just woven itself into the very fabric of Raleigh's identity. It's had every big name from Chris Rock to Drew Carey to Ellen DeGeneres, Seinfeld. I mean, anyone who is anyone in comedy has performed there, whether they're on the come up or they're legends, and it's just incredible. And in all fairness, we already had a great relationship with Brad Grossman, who is the co-owner of Helium Comedy Clubs. It's a family-owned business, and they bought Good Nights in 2013. So I reached out once a month (laughs) and then once a week, and last month he finally said, no one has tried harder and driven me crazier. (laughs) He he flew to town, sat down with Melissa and I at the AC Hotel outside Mm -hmm. on the roof and shared the news. So let's cut to the chase. We want you to read the magazine because on the front cover and inside is the rendering of what this will look like. You'll get a sneak peek. Um, of the spot. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Good Nights is moving to the Village District, formerly known as Cameron Village. They'll first temporarily be in the former K&W cafeteria spot for about four or five months while they upfit the underground. The infamous underground is where they're going. Oh, this is so incredible. So first of all, anybody who's lived here any amount of time was like devastated when K&W closed. So the fact that that's going to get to have, I know it's a cafeteria, but it's like a landmark locally. So the fact that Good Nights gets to be in that space for a little while is just, it feels like kind of kismet. And then beyond that, the underground, you're bringing this back to life. So this space is going to be underneath Bargain Box. So if you're in the Village District, formerly known as Cameron Village, this is located adjacent right next to the Flying Biscuit. Um, it's on the corner of that building. And in the door, the bar- what is right now the bargain box door, will be the box office entrance. And then you'll go down to the underground. And the other exciting news is what will be up top there on the street surface is the very trendy, very popular Shake Shack restaurant. And it will just be kind of wrapped around that corner um, with some indoor and outdoor seating. There's no other way to say it. This is a game changer for Village District, which is definitely a hot spot during the day. But at night, I mean, the lackluster. Most yeah. of the restaurants close early. There's not even um, 
there's not a ba- there's not even a bar out there. I mean, a free, draft house, but that's, that's the anomaly, really. Yeah. It's a restaurant. Yeah, it's not a bar. Good night's opening, I believe, will light a fire. It will bring mm-hmm. energy and a nightlife back to Village District that most that probably hasn't been there since underground. Yeah, I mean, I spent up until 2018 for like 15 or 20 years before that, I lived in Cameron Village, and it was called that then. And I can tell you, yeah, restaurants great, shopping great, walkability great, nightlife. No, I'm going over to Glenwood South. I'm going to, you know, downtown. So if you've lived here, though, a long time, then you will remember what it's got, you know, the underground or some know it as the village subway, but it wasn't about trains. It's basically this historic area of underground Raleigh that's under the village district. Um, And it had such famous acts come through there as the police, Iggy Pop, Dizzy Gillespie, Jimmy Buffett, Bette Midler, I could go on and on. Duke Ellington. Um, Yeah. And it also, so it was a complex of shops and music venues. There was a lot of concerts. And I mean, there's a lot of stories. Like if you have the opportunity to meet anyone who lived in Raleigh from like 1971 to 1984 that went there, you should ask them to tell you about it because the stories are really legendary. And so to bring back a part of Raleigh's history, that's, and good for good nights to have so much history. It really is just you know, bringing the whole thing full circle and to bring nightlife to an area that so desperately has missed it for so long. Well, it's the marriage of two longtime historical spots, I think. Yeah. Um, Helium is known for what what they call stadium-sized talent in intimate spaces. They think that low ceilings, tables close together, so you can sort of reverberate off of each other, as he says— this space will be 11,000 square feet, larger than the current location. Um, they'll be able to have about 325 guests in the space, and the current Good Nights is about 250. But this is this is going to be amazing. It really is, and I think that's so cool because he said anything bigger than that, he could fit more down there. But anything bigger than that takes the life out of the comedy. It's exactly what you just said. You want to feel the vibration of the person next to you and— have the low ceilings. And whatever Good Nights has been doing, they've been doing it right. I mean, this has been named one of the top 10 spaces to see comedy in the United States by both the USA Today and the Wall Street Journal. And it's had some of, like we've already said, some of the biggest comedians of all time come through it. A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at Shop Village District, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word VILLAGE to 919-701-0202. So, in a word, maybe it's also a little haunted. Um, <laughs> so, one of the things that uh, that we were able to learn about it during our interview was that, um, I don't know how many people know this, but apparently it is haunted. <laughs> or they believe it's haunted. <laughs> So he was saying that he, because we were like, give us, come on, give us an example. So he was saying that they had a few managers that won't even lock up at night because they've heard noises and we're like, all right, come on. And he was like, okay, look, 
There's a video of a glass flying across a bar, and there's no one around. And he said his team even has a name for her. <laughs> it's Esther. <laughs> The best part of this story that she's not telling you is that they've actually talked about how they're going to deal with Esther when they leave. <laughs> deal with her. And I was like, so are you going to try to take her with you? What are you going to do? And he goes, we're thinking we're going to have a seance and and let her know that she will be okay to stay in the place she is. And I'm like, she's going to be okay. They're tearing the building down. I don't think she's going to be okay. But so they have plans <laughs> for how to deal with Esther when all this is over. But they also have plans for something else that's a big deal about the building. So we were, yeah, It. I mean, it is a very cool. So one of the things that Brad offered when we were doing the interview was he said he kept talking about this green room and um, and he said, there's nothing like it. It's historical. And both of us have never seen it. Obviously, we're not talent. And so he took yeah. us on one last tour of the space. And there is um, this tiny Four foot by four foot, maybe six foot by six foot. Yeah. It's a former elevator shaft that was the original green room. It has a sofa and a little table and a full length mirror in it. And the best part of it is there are over a thousand comedian signatures. Everyone who's ever played there has signed the walls. They're white brick. And so you could just stand there kind of in awe. I took a video and we took a lot of photos to keep. They looked at actually moving the walls and their load-bearing walls, and they can't be moved. So he's hey. he's going to try to have a photographer go in and create something that they can take and replicate in the new location. Um, they are determined to take a lot of the history um, from that building or as much of it as they can. Um, yeah, and he said they had ma- they had another green room upstairs or something, nobody but nobody wanted, wa- yeah, nobody wanted to use it, and it was fun to go in there and see all the signatures and like it's I don't know it was very surreal. I have photos of Drew Carey. I have photos of Seinfeld. I took photos of all these big names who were in the space as they signed it. Yeah, and honestly, like that's a good segue too to another thing that we talked to him about that was really important to him and kind of humbling um, or very humbling. He said that one of the main things he wanted our readers to know, and here, you know, he's breaking this huge news, but instead he says, what I want your readers to know and really think about is to remember your independent venues. Um, It's clubs like Good Nights and the Orange Peel. It's these smaller venues that allow these performers' uh, platform to come up and become your Drew Carey's and your Ellen DeGeneres's, and that he felt like there was a chance they could get lost and that the small guys are going to be forgotten. And probably my favorite thing that he said is that that basically these people deserve your eyes. They're at the perfect moment where they're working so hard to entertain you. And arguably those business, business owners are doing their darnest to stay open and do it as well. And just to think about that, like your, your top talents are the ones that have been doing this forever. And they're arguably, I mean, not I'm not knocking them, but they're arguably going through the motions, you know. They've it's, made it. Yeah, they've made it. And these young, passionate people who are someday going to be Chris Rock, you know, to support them as well. That was pretty cool. She gets all the warm and fuzzy stuff. <laughs> um, I, I clearly asked him who the comedian was that we ought to be watching, that if, that, you know, we all know the big guys, but who should be watching? And he said Mark Norman. And none of this stuff we're talking about is in the story. Um, right. There's a lot of good stuff in the story, but most of this is not. He said, watch Mark Norman. He's brilliant, funny, and fearless. Um, he said, you will have a good time. Um, he's unlike anyone else. I also asked him if he'd thought about who he'd like the first comedian 
to be that takes the stage in the new location. Of course, he said, I haven't thought about it. And I was like, I, you have thought about it. And he said, you know, maybe Chris Rock. Right. So, of course, we took that as an opportunity to talk about the slap, uh, which had, you know, obviously still just basically happened. So it had just happened. And um, that was a really great conversation because the larger part of that conversation had to do with how easily offended everyone is right now and the intentionality of comedy. And a couple nights before we met Brad, but a week or so after the slap, SNL spoofed it on Weekend Update, and Michael Che was like, look, after everything Will and Jada's been through in the last couple years, you want me to remember she had alopecia? Give me a break. (laughs) And so he was like, you just can't tell a joke anymore without offending someone and quit adding intentionality to our comedy. And so when we told Brad that, we were talking about that spoof, he said um, something else that's all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> he said that right now he thinks comedy is going to be what saves us, you know, in a world where we're in peril and strife um, and as emotional and sensitive and broken as our country is, that comics are going to be the one who bring us back together and save us. So, And he said it's happened before. If you think back in history of the hard times we've gone through as a country mm-hmm. and then the, the rise of, you know, com- comedic relief— yeah. Um, you have to be able to laugh yeah. at yourself or laugh at all. Everybody needs know? to laugh. We yeah. all, that was part of what we needed during the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. Time to add the mix into the mix of your go-to hot spots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours, 12 rotating craft beers and eight rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit, craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, catch the big game on multiple TVs, or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's BottleMixx.com. All right. So a few questions. Oh, boy. I assume you've seen some shows at Good Nights, of course. So what were some of your favorites? So um, I was a big fan of Last Comic Standing, and then a lot of North Carolinians went through there, uh, went through the show, and then came through Good Night. So Fortune Feimster is one of them. She's also been in a lot of movies, um, and she is hilarious. And then people might remember John Reap. He's the Hemi guy. That thing mm-hmm. got a Hemi? <laughs> I've seen him. I've seen him in Raleigh and Chicago. And I saw Rodman, you know, just a couple people. I don't know. There's so many, but I think the ones that were on Last Comic Standing were some of my favorites. You know, my first experience with comedy was in college. I had come home for the weekend with a boyfriend, and we went to our first show there and um, loved it instantly. But I've seen probably some of the ones I enjoyed the most was I saw Nikki Glaser there. Oh, wow. She's hilarious, and I was at the corner of the stage, which I don't mind being picked on. I don't mind sitting at the corner and being picked on. Um, I like that closeness. I saw Ralphie May there, the late Ralphie May. Um he was hysterical, and I will tell you, his wife was the opening act for him. And you had no idea that's who it was until she had done her bit. And she and, and she's this tiny little, like, 
five foot one and Ralphie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was just a really great show. But probably the coolest thing I've ever seen wasn't that long ago. Aziz Ansari I'm was so, in town. So jealous. I'm so I mean, jealous. This was such a fluke that he was in town for a concert and was working on new material for a Netflix show. And word got out that he was going to be do one show at Good Nights. I grabbed two tickets, and I will tell you that was the coolest thing. And it was cool to it. see because he had he'd had a hard year, hard mm-hmm. couple of years, and he was making his comeback. And um, okay, so if there was somebody you could see that you haven't seen yet come through Good Nights, who would you want it to be? Oh, I mean, no doubt. And part of it is just because I think he proved to me what a class act he is, Chris Rock. I've never seen Chris Rock. I will say, I have to say this. We had some friends reach out on uh, Sunday night of Easter, and they had tickets, um, two extra tickets at DPAC to see Chris Rock. And my partner in crime did not want to go. And so they were his friends. Why didn't you call me? So I didn't get to see Chris Rock. What about you? Anybody who's on your bucket list? Well, he's definitely on it. But um, the other one for me is John Mulaney. Uh, he's been through a lot, and um, he also was just in the five-timer club for SNL. And so when he came on, he talked about, like, overcoming alcoholism. And it was a lot of stuff I didn't know, and he's just such a great storyteller. And it's so funny. Um, and Aziz, I'm so jealous of that. <laughs> so any of I, those I would take. I think once Good Nights reopens, um, we're going to see a slew of people come through yeah. um, that— maybe haven't been to Raleigh in a long time. So we're going to get our chance. You'll get yeah, your chance. I think so. Here's to that. Yeah. it's a, it, was a, it was a great place to see a show, and it will be a great place to see a show. Absolutely. I'm so excited for it to open. And if all goes well, then what they're hoping is there'll be sort of a no darkness, like a seamless transition from Morgan Street to temporary to permanent. You know, things happen, but that's the plan. So hopefully the stage, just the show goes on. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. The review of the week comes from Jazz Primo. Great listen if you want the inside scoop on what's happening in Raleigh. Thanks, Jazz Primo. If you want to have your review read on our podcast, head to Apple Podcasts and write us a review. This podcast was edited and produced by Earfluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. Want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues? Visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five-minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this, where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.